Marvel's The Best Defense miniseries featuring Doctor Strange, the Immortal Hulk, Silver Surfer, and Namor. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Comic Book Time Machine, and we are going to travel back, back, back in time to 2019, The Best Defense, which was a comic book miniseries that I saw uh, just some random ad about. I don't even remember where I saw it, but when I saw it, I realized this is just a five-issue event. And I was very excited about it. I didn't know anything about it other than that it was a five-issue event called The Best Defense. I saw the the cover. The, some, somehow I saw a cover design, uh, and I saw it said The Best Defense, and defense was done in the font and style of The Defenders, the old comic book series, not the, uh, <laughs> the Marvel Netflix series. Uh, so I saw the font that got my attention because I'm a fan of that series. I'm a, actually a fan of both, uh, main big, uh, parts of that series where you have the defenders with Hulk, Submariner, uh, Dr. Strange and, and Silver Surfer. And that's what these, uh, four, four of the chapters of this miniseries are. I'm also a big fan of it from the eighties where it was kind of this dark X-Men in some ways. Uh, I've said before that my favorite characters from X-Men are Angel, Cyclops, Jean Grey, Iceman, and Beast. I love that original five lineup from the X-Men. And so with the the Defenders in the 80s, um, you had uh, Angel and Iceman were both on that that team. And so I have the entire series of uh, the Defenders starting with that lineup of the team. And then I've also read from the Black and White Essentials, uh, the earlier adventures of the Defenders when it was this un-team. These, these guys who were very powerful but not on a team together. They had no interest in being on a team together. But things would conspire against them to bring them together. And, and sometimes the things that conspired against them was just plain Doctor Strange saying, I need help and I'm going to pull you here magically. But uh, it got my attention. And so when I realized, oh, this really is about that lineup of characters, that, that first lineup of characters, I also saw it was only five issues long. Each of the original members gets one shot for themselves and then you have the team book at the end and i love this kind of thing i love writing this kind of thing when i get a chance to which is happening over on supersonic pod comics where j.s earls and i are both writing two different ongoing series about four different um character sets and then we are bringing it to a head at the end of quote season one with and I don't know if we've announced this verbally anywhere, but we're going to end with uh, five. I think it's a five-part um, mini crossover called Warstorm, where our characters are going to interact with each other. And I love that kind of thing. Where here's the character, they're going on their way, and then they meet this other people, and then they're going to move on their way again. Which is what the Defenders on Netflix was, and which is what the you know, the Avengers movies. I mean, it's not a new model at all by any by any stretch. But this excited me. I was in because 
it's it's low uh, it's low buy-in five issues only uh, now the cover price on the issues were five dollars each um, so I say low buy-in um, but it was you know you're this is a $25 investment if you're paying cover price I'm not sure how much the collected edition would cost I, I don't know but I was in and so now I sit down to this. I don't know anything about the plot. I don't know anything about where the characters are currently in Marvel history. When I read this, it was before I discovered the Immortal Hulk. It was before I had read what the Immortal Hulk was. Um, so the first time I read this, I wasn't quite sure exactly what was going on with the Hulk. I am a little bit more into him now because I am really enjoying that series, the Immortal Hulk. So I sit down and I'm going to read these things now. And, and I'm just saying to myself, what do I need for these things to be successful? What do I need for me to feel like I got a bang for my buck? Well, here I, I, I figured out three things. First thing, I want a good story that gives some sense of of history. It doesn't have to delve into deep dives into the defender's history, but I want a sense of history from this. I want uh, it to be understandable to me because as, as I said before, I mean, I'm, I'm reading the immortal Hulk. I'm picking up every, you know, these kind of random comics that are current history or current uh, Canon uh, for a six, one, six universe. But I, I really am not into current Canon of the Marvel comics universe. And so I want this to ha- be understandable to me. Let me pick this up. Let me understand what I need to understand in order to enjoy a story. And then I want an ending. That's the other thing I need to be able to enjoy this story. Uh, Those two things, number two and number three, those are the most important things to me. I want to enjoy this as a story. I don't want this to launch into something big and new and set up a new normal and end on a cliffhanger that's just saying, and then, you know, pick up the ongoing series of these characters. I don't want that. I want this to be satisfying with a satisfying conclusion and not a springboard into something new, which is what has happened to me a couple times when I'm, when I pick up an event um, that feels like it's going to be kind of self-contained, you know, even going back to planet Hulk, one of the reasons why I got into planet Hulk when that came out was because they promised this was going to be its own thing. And there was going to be a trilogy of these Hulk stories. And so you had planet Hulk and then you had world war Hulk and it just got big and messy. And instead of being this single thing, like planet Hulk was just this one thing, one series that you were picking up with a couple one shots along the way. And then it turns into world war Hulk. That's like all these like different mini series and everything. I was just, ah, you lost me. I, I bought it all and now I've sold it all. I, I had a box full of that that I, I did get back a little bit of my money on that, but I don't want that to happen here. I want this to be its own thing. And guess what? Spoiler alert for the end, but it was, it was self-contained. This was so much fun. I really enjoyed this. Uh, so here's the issues. There's the Immortal Hulk, there's Namor, there's Doctor Strange, there's Silver Surfer, and then there's Defenders, Best defense, which is the the final issue, the the fifth issue. Each issue has a different team working on it, except for the last one, which has Al Ewing is the the writer on that. He also is the writer of the Immortal Hulk. So you have Al Ewing and Simone DeMeo 
and Dono Sanchez Amara, who worked on The Immortal Hulk. You have Chip Zdarsky, Carlos Magno, and Ian Herring on Namor. You have Jerry Dugan and Greg Smallwood on Doctor Strange. You have Jason Latour on Silver Surfer. And then, again, back to Defender's Best Defense, Al Ewing is writing that again. And so I, I, I get the impression that they kind of were doing this the same way that J.S. Earls and I are doing on Super, Supersonic Pod Comics. We're talking through things. We're, we're figuring out where we're heading with things. But then we're just kind of doing our own thing to get there. That's the impression that I get as far as how this worked. Because I really did feel like each one of these single issues were its own thing as well. They were this own thing, dropping these little bits of mystery into it as to what's going on. There's this bigger thing happening that we're leading toward. But each one of these issues was also kind of its own story and its own little uh, own little one shot. There is a beginning, middle and end for almost all of these now, every one of these four issues, the beginning, middle, and end, and then the end would also lead into a cliffhanger saying, don't miss the next the next bit. But each one of them, it was more that they were leading into the Defender's fifth issue of this than into each other. This was not a five-chapter thing. You could read this in almost any order. Now, uh, Silver Surfer and Namor did tie in together a little bit more. And definitely Doctor Strange you want to read after after Hulk. So you can't quite read it in any order. You do need to read it in publishing order, but it's close because they're kind of – each thing was its own thing. So the order it came out in is the order I just read. Immortal Hulk, Namor, Doctor Strange, Silver Surfer, and then Defenders. And so I'm just going to start with Immortal Hulk and talk about that. Um, it starts with a preamble. This preamble says, you'd never notice the man. He doesn't like to be noticed. He's quiet, calm, never complains. Why, you can walk up to him and shoot him in the head, and all he'll do is die until night falls. The name is Banner. The horror is the Immortal Hulk. And that sets it up. If you know who the Hulk is, there's a little glimpse into kind of the new normal about how when night falls, he becomes the Hulk. The The night is the Hulk's time. The day is, is Banner's time. But then it opens after that with one of the strangest out-of-context panels that you could ever see. The Hulk, it's, it's a hand holding a Hulk mask, I should say, that's been pulled off the Hulk. And then you have someone saying, this is crazy. He's got the same face underneath. And so you have two stories going side by side. Well, in one of them, Banner arrives in a ghost town to find Stephen Strange's dead body. But the Eye of, Mag- Eye of Agamotto is gone. And so you have two mysteries. One mystery, what happened to Doctor Strange? And the other mystery is, what's the deal with this town? The answer to mystery number two, what's the deal with this town, is this kind of interesting story about looking into yourself that really solidifies, uh, to me anyway, the the Hulk's idea that humanity is terrible, okay? Um, Now, there's kind of a Rambo vibe to what's going on here. You got a vagrant who gets beaten up and kicked out of town. And and then he finds uh, burning Doctor Strange and he takes the amulet and then he uses it for revenge against the people in this town. And there's a lot of stuff going on here. We have just des- desperation in the face of despair. And then you have Bruce Banner and he gets attacked by a townie with a gun, uh, which leads to a, a long and brutal fight with this uh, this townie. Um, eventually, he finds that vagrant holding the police hostage. And a similar fight plays out there where it's just, and it's, it's brutal. It's rough. It's, it's, it's just, uh, very human, uh, very just desperate, um, and, and, and brutal and brutal. Uh, the power that the vagrant guy holds over them comes from forcing people to just see themselves, 
see themselves as they actually are. And so, first of all, yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> it's it's almost uh, more scary and terrifying than the brutal little uh, fights that are happening between people where they're just struggling and and scrambling to, to survive. Uh, second of all, I wish more people actually could do that in life, see themselves as they actually are. Uh, and then third, we kind of get into this Hulk's identity thing going on here, and with that, especially with that opening panel of a man holding a mask that's been taken off the Hulk that is a mask of the Hulk. And so, um, yeah, I, I don't want to spoil too much. I don't want to give endings away too much, but, uh, you know, th- there's just some good storytelling going on here and you have the eye of a Agamotto thing happening, which is tying into this longer form story that's going on. And you have this very personal, very intimate and very self-contained story with this vagrant who has this power to make you see yourself who, who you really are. And he holds people hostage by, by you know, threatening that. Uh, the style of the art is sketchy and there's muted colors. Um, and it really fits just the anger and the despair of what's going on. But then it's also cut in with panels from other Hulk stories, early Hulk stories, that really just reinforce these emotional moments and the, uh, thematic ideas. Um, they're flashbacks to original issues. In fact, the original team gets credited for those those panels because these are just pulled directly from old issues. And so I have my checklist here. It's good because it's a standalone story almost by itself. It's good because it ties into that ongoing mystery. And it's good because I don't need too much current knowledge to understand what's going on. And there's ties to history a little bit, not too much, but there's definitely the relationship between the Hulk and and Dr. Strange. Uh, Oh, and also there is a man in a ghost sheet who is killing someone uh, on a page. So that is the immortal Hulk. Going to turn now to Namor. So the first thing I notice in Namor is that there are so many words, at least compared to the Hulk. Uh, it does definitely feel like a one shot, though. Like this is a this is a singular adventure that has a beginning, a middle, and an end. The end does then definitely uh, point to more story to come but it there's an end to this and and so this is this is a good thing i mean we're getting these one shots that are uh self-contained themselves in some ways but they're all linked together uh it also feels like the aquaman movie so you have namor alone he goes to seek the alliance of another underwater kingdom uh which splintered away from atlantis many years ago ages ago and arriving there he is Uh, met with scorn, and they ignore his plea to help against the surface world. So he's given a task, and that task is to slay a beast. But of course, there's double-crossing, and then one-on-one combat, and then the somewhat, I guess, predictable story uh, takes a turn at the climax, because this kingdom that he is going to and, and has arrived at alone is not what it seems. And it's, it's hard to talk about this without any spoilers. Um, and I, yeah, uh, but the ending, the cliffhanger involves Namor cast into deep space and believing that he's dead uh, until he's rescued by, and I guess I, I, there's no way around this because I'm talking about each of these, one shots, but uh, I'm not going to spoil how he gets there, why he gets there. 
there's some interesting stuff going on and a big twist about this undersea kingdom that he's visiting, quote unquote. Um, but the, uh, the cliffhanger that leads into the other uh, issues and the other parts of the series is that he's rescued by a silver surfboard. And he says, I guess the universe isn't done with me yet. So uh, ties to history. Yep. Do you need any current knowledge? Um, maybe a little bit. Uh, this this whole battle that happens here in this issue, it might actually change continuity, move things forward. I'm not sure, but it's definitely a standalone one shot. And then there's this sci-fi concept of uh, this other kingdom where they're talking about how it's forbidden to approach the sky and what happens when he does approach the sky, it, it, it's good. I don't want to give it away because I, this is something that I, I'm, I'm sitting here and I, I'm, I'm recommending this series, Best Defense. You know, I, I'm recommending this, and there's some interesting stuff that I don't want to give away. Uh, just, I'm just gonna say again, there's the surprise to this other underwater kingdom. It's another well-written and another interesting story. And oh yeah, um, a guy in a ghost sheet shows up and, and kills someone. <laughs> so there's that. Doctor Strange then. So this one is creepy. And and what I like about it is that in this one, magic has a cost. Uh, the world is destroyed and Doctor Strange walks it alone, sort of. He's carrying a bag and there's a voice from his bag. And Dormammu rules. He rules the earth and his unholy creatures stalk the earth. And Dr. Strange is old and he, he's tired and he, he knows what happened to allow earth's destruction. It was a, a collision of, of planets and he calls it a cosmic train wreck. Uh, so he's wandering the earth and Dormammu finds him, but, but Dr. Strange is ready for this confrontation. He's armed with some uh, defenders related things. And I don't want to say much more than that, but it's a, it's a fun moment when you see what he's armed with to, uh, to go up against Dormammu. Um, and then at the end, this is what leads into kind of the, the next thing that's coming is that he has to go back to stop the train wreck. And, yeah, there's there's creepy creatures. Uh, they remind me of the, the movie Annihilation. Um, but it's also cool because, like I said, magic has its cost. And it's also cool because of what's inside the bag that's giving the voice. And I don't want to give it away, but um, it's a really neat concept. And again, you know, these things just all kind of wrap around each other and, and come up against each other. But these things... So far, these three stories, and then we have the Silver Surfer one as well, where they all just kind of butt up against each other, but they, they're they one shots um, leading into, like I said, the, the, the team up at the end. But I'm, I'm so far, again, enjoying it. I want to avoid spoilers, but Doctor Strange walking the barren earth with something in a bag that talks to him. It's really neat. Silver Surfer. Possibly my favorite of the bunch. Uh, do you ever wonder what would happen if Clint Eastwood played Norrin Rad in the, the 70s as you know Silver Surfer in the Silver Surfer movie that they didn't make? Of course you have. Of course you have. Um, have you ever wanted to read the adaptation of that movie drawn by Mobius? Of course you have. And, and that's what this comic really is. It, it's wild. It, it's imagine Mobius's art. 
you've got Silver Surfer as the um, the man with no name who breezes into town. Uh, so it happens on this backwater world and people are uh, they're scraping by to survive and and they hope to get off the rock and they're, they're hoping that they can maybe you know get enough stuff to pay for their way off this rock. And a man with no name comes in and helps or he tries to. There's a silver surfer is looking for someone, uh, anyone who is living a life worth living so that Galacticus will not devour this planet and the people on the planet. But the twist, this is on a world that's affected by that train thing that we were talking about. Um, so I was wondering if this is the Earth of the future, but no, it's just a gritty uh, Western themed heavy metalish world. <laughs> and there's gunfights, there's double crosses, there's outlaws, there's all the Western tropes, but it's all done with silver surfers, typical, usual, um, navel gazing and philosophizing. <laughs> and so this hits all the check marks. Um, actually all of them so far have hit check marks. I don't think I talked about, uh, Dr. Strange hitting the, the history and the, do you have to be up on current continuity and does it stand alone? Um, and also, by the way, in Dr. Strange, a guy in a sheet kills someone. And here you have, um, all those things standalone. It's historical touches, um, current status of silver surfers not needed, but then along with that, like, like the, those historical touches are, you have the pop philosophy and you have the struggle of a man who serves life by serving death and the cliffhangers that his board leaves him. And of course we know now that his board leaves him to go and help Namor. And then you also, uh, the thing with the sheet that's been killing people sheds his bed sheet. So that brings us then to the final issue. And that is the defenders. And this is where they have to stop the train. This is a cosmic train that might be metaphorical, but it is presented as this literal train that's just speeding through the universe. And, it's actually headed toward Earth and it's going to destroy the Earth. And so Stephen's plan is to make the, tra the train miss the Earth because the options that are left to them are to let it hit and destroy the Earth or, or to let, um, let the fallout of this thing by destroying it uh, destroy the Earth. So they don't have any real options. If they don't do anything, it's going to hit the Earth. If they blow it up, um, the fallout of this train explosion is going to hit the earth and so now they're going to try and um create a plan that allows the train to just miss the earth and and altogether but not destroy the train and here's where all the threads pull together and it mostly works partially because the villain is an early defenders villain he's been resurrected he's been res resurrected specifically to destroy the earth uh and it's a business deal that demons made with mephisto <laughs> that's what has put this train on uh, on a collision course with Earth is is basically they want the souls from the Earth. And the resolution of this series does a good job of pulling all the pieces together. Elements from all four stories work to bring this whole thing to an end, but it's a little confusing. I mean, you have dead Doctor Strange is also future Doctor Strange where the train was stopped and destroyed, but the fallout took out the earth and so that's so dr strange from the dead earth is the one who died back in time in the mortal hulk issue um yeah but 
you have uh, you have a shawarma scene at the end where they talk about how they had yet another non team up. Um, there's there's some funny stuff um, with other hells from other worlds, uh, and then I don't know is this I don't know if this is part of continuity, but apparently Silver Surfer's board has a name and the name is Toomey. And so you remember when uh, Silver Surfer used to say, to me, my board, um, I don't know if this is just a joke or what this is, and I don't care enough to actually look it up, but it reminds me of um, the joke. Uh, did you know Job in the Bible had a horse? Its name was Ismi, because Job used to say, whoa, Ismi. Um, yeah, so not the greatest joke in the world. It's kind of, you know, <laughs> that's one of those jokes that hits both, uh, you know, a couple different parts of my life, you know, the, the Bible dad joke is, is what that is. So in fact, I think I literally heard that joke the first time from my dad. Hmm. Well, anyway, the, uh, series itself, I really enjoyed and I tried to present it in such a way that if you, if it's the kind of thing that you would get interested in that I'm not going to spoil it for you, but I am, this is one of those episodes where I am really actually just recommending a mini series to you to say, Here's something really interesting, and hopefully if you are interested, you're not spoiled, and you're going to be willing to pick it up and just check out these four stories that kind of merge at the end into one. Um, the art in all these stories is fantastic. The writing in all these stories is really good, and I really enjoyed it. Um, but also, hopefully, if you're not interested, you know my, my description has, has created uh, at least a, a word picture for you that <laughs> um, – that even if you're not going to pick up this, this series, you hopefully this episode was a little bit interesting to you, but I mean, you have all these different elements that feel so different. You have this Aquaman movie and you have this, um, sci-fi Western and you have this, um, uh, man walking the earth, you know, in, in the wasteland of a destroyed earth. And, and you have this kind of, uh, small town horror story. And so it just kind of scratched a whole bunch of different itches for me that I really, really enjoyed. That's it for this episode. I want to thank you for listening and thank you for spending time with me as I am able to just kind of geek out about some fun comics. And I do want to remind you to have fun reading comics, which just means find comics that you're going to like, find comics that are going to um, scratch your sweet spots. You know, if that means you're reading something that's depressing and dark, but that's what you're into. Um, you know, maybe that's not fun <laughs> in the traditional sense, but it is fun in the comic book sense because you're reading something that is touching you. You're reading something that is affecting you and you're reading something that is enjoyable for you. So with that all said, thank you for listening and Godspeed.